tell you that right now. Thank you. Move Got him. For the clamp down. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast. Where every week we uh, we get into our fearless beer review, we get into our vinyl pickups of what we've listened to. Uh, that, lead, that leads into our songs of the week, and then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and uh, way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to um, uh, Apple Music, Spotify. Give us five stars on those those stupid uh, websites and apps. Uh, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. We have a voicemail. I mean, we have a phone number. You can call, leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text. That phone number is 503-893-5307. And we have a Discord server. If you want to join that, hit us up. We'll send you the link. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So that's it for the Born Intros. So let's jump right into our Fearless Beer Review. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. I have I have another Sam Adams. It's from one of them Sam Adams uh, variety fun packs. You know, last week. Uh, yes. I feel like last pod was longer than a week ago. Dude, it feels like it was a month ago. It really does. I don't does. know why. I don't know why it does, but it really does feel like like this week for me, I don't know why, has just gone by really slow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Fucking weird. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. It's, it, well, I mean, I just started a new job, and damn it, is it, it's, it's been a long week. For sure. I didn't, I didn't do anything. It's been a fucking <laughs> long week. Oh fuck! All right. Yeah. So so I uh, last week I had I had some weird zany fruit drink from a beer style I've never heard of before, and this week I have another Sam Adams, but this is Beach Session IPA. Okay. Okay. Session okay. IPA is not yeah not usually the greatest, but this is uh, crisp and tropical, as it says in the label. Um, it's four point seven percent. So yeah, it's crushable, smashable. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But um, yeah, there's no. I, I looked on Beer Advocate, and there's no reviews from from our boy. And uh, I don't know. It's whatever. It gets like a good rating, I guess. So we'll we'll see what happens here. Okay. Doing it straight from the bottle. The bottle. Okay, so I have uh, I have beer here from from a brewery called Party Beer Company, and uh, I'm pretty sure they're located in L. Yeah, they're located in Los Angeles. And it just it's just called Hazy. So I don't there's like no name on it. And I can't so I can't find it on Beer Advocate anywhere. So I'm on their website and they have a, a Hazy listed called LAFC Hazy. So maybe this has to do with the soccer team. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, there's nothing on Beer Advocate. But it's a 7% Hazy IPA. Pouring it right now. It has a nice, uh, nice color to a nice yellowy Hazy. So... See how this how this one tastes. Oof. A lot of bubbles in this one, a but um, I don't know. So, so that's what I got, and because yeah, I can't find it on Beer Advocate, I assume Raul has not has not rated it. So it's crazy. I don't you know. Found it on Beer Advocate. 
I know I can't. Well, because I don't really know the name of it. I don't know for sure if it's called LAFC AZ or what. Because there's like nothing on here. It's really you annoying, just, actually. You just go to what's it called? Untapped and type all that in, and it'll tell you exactly what it is. Did you try doing that? Yeah, I'm doing that right now, actually. Because mm-hmm. it does have a little barcode on it. So, so yeah, let's just uh, let's get into it. Let's do this. Let's do it, Jer. Yeah, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. I drink another. Oh, okay. You like the session? I don't. I, I don't think I like this, but um, it's it's not bad. I'm I'm glad I tried this. This is um, I think this is like a one point five. Okay, so yeah. uh, so we we do have a three point rating system where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer. You're going to continue continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So you gave yours a one point five. Yeah, this is not this is not bad at all. I I think you should try this because it's it's good. It's refreshing. It's crisp. I think the citrus is is there, but it's not overpowering. Mm-hmm. There's good carbonation. It's uh it's pretty thin. It's good. It's a good. Does that have like metallic taste to it? No, no, no. That's what sessions always taste like to me. Too much iron in your blood. <laughs> okay. X Men. <laughs> oh, is it? I don't think this is so. It says Beach Session IPA, but I, it's not listed as a session IPA. It's listed just as a pale ale from Beer Advocate. So maybe it's not supposed to be like. Maybe it's just like the Beach Session. It just happens to be the name of the beer. Um, you know what I mean? No, because then on uh, so on Beer Advocate, it's 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 not listed as a session IPA. On Untapped, it is listed as a session IPA. Okay, weird. So that's interesting. Well, Our uh, friend of the pod, Joe the Meyer, has checked this in three times. Oh, okay. Each time He's giving it the fan. same review. Um, friend of the pod, Mike, has checked this in, gave it a three out of five. Friend of the pod, Ryan, has checked this in, gave it a four out of five. Shit. All right, so you gave yours a 1.5. My uh, my hazy, so I'm not going to be drinking any more of this. Because really grossed out. So <laughs> it, uh, it tastes fine. It tastes fine. Um. A spider fall on it? But there is, there are so many floaties. Ew. And they're like dark floaties. So Ooh. I ain't gonna drink this. This is uh this is really grossing me out. So that's gonna turn into a drain pour, but if I wasn't gonna drain pour it, I would give this a uh I just I'd give this a solid two. Oh, so you're it's drinking drinkable. It again. I would drink it again. I would. <laughs> uh without the floaties, I would I would drink it again. Uh it's it's not the it, it's just kind of a run of the mill hazy. Nothing really that special, but still still tasty. Still tasty. So two out of three for me, uh, but it is a drain pour right now because nasty dark floaties. Hazy's not gonna the, the those those floaties ain't gonna hurt you. You can drink them. I know, I know, but it's this still grosses me out. Now I feel like I have like shit stuck in my throat. I agree. But I don't I don't like drinking floaties either. It's just visually gross. Like people yeah. that make that make cakes, like delicious cakes, but in the shape of disgusting things, like like <laughs> poop. Like, have you seen people do this? No. People like like uh, will make really good like cakes, but in nasty yeah. shapes, like aborted fetuses and just fucking weird nasty shit. The fuck. But it's well, like you were uh, also really into making cakes for a while. That was yeah. kind of your thing. I love making cakes. I still like making cakes. I like I like working with it. It's fun. But I would never make a cake into this sh- like something that looks like something died or like poop because visually that's not appealing and it's kind of gross. That's true. It's true. 
That's All what, right. That's, that made me think of that. <laughs> so, uh, so let's move on. Uh, actually, let me go pour this out real quick. Give me a sec. Yeah. He's going to go pour it out, probably, uh, probably onto his pillow so he can, I don't know. I don't know. He's disgusting. So I have uh, I poured my poured my beer out. So now I got some of my backies and I got some Budweiser, some buddies. Oh my god! Fucking all this some buddy disgusting Budweiser into a glass. <laughs> Dude, Budweiser is oh. a lot better than that hazy. That's for sure. A lot better. But you give the hazy a two, which means you drink it again, which means it was good. So yeah, but I also give a Budweiser with perfect three out of three. That's a, that's, so there's that. Devaluing the rating system with that with that <laughs> rating there. No, it's the right rating. Okay. Okay, well, but anyway. if we're just making silly comments, then we can start now, I guess. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our vinyl pickups. Uh, that leads into our songs of the week. Down. So uh, what do you got, Jeff? Go. Dude, I got a lot this week. I Ooh. I was a busy boy. I was a busy little beaver. Okay. Remember, <laughs> remember the office when at the Dundies, Michael gives Phyllis the, the busiest beaver award, but it's <laughs> the bushiest beaver. <laughs> <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, I was a busy little beaver this week. Um, let's let's just uh, let's start at the top, I guess. First things first, and that is great place to start. Uh, Bob Weir and the Wolf Bros. And okay. uh, I think you listened to this. This is the one with Jay Lane on drums. I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. So this was uh, this was recorded recently, um, 2021, released like this year, February. And uh, this is this is this is great. This is just great blues rock. It rips and tears, in like a slow burn kind of way, in a Grateful mm-hmm. Dead kind of way. Um, but like, what, what did you what did you think about? It? Did you like it? I liked it. Uh, I wouldn't uh, get it on vinyl, but it was it was a it was a fun listen through. It wasn't it wasn't bad at all. But I don't really remember anything from it. So okay, all right. it was Fair good enough. though. Yeah, yeah. This is this no is like complaint. a recent thing he did. With uh, Jay Lane on drums and this guy named Don what was or Wass on bass, mm-hmm. who um, I've never heard of him, but just another guy that if you click on his like fucking Wikipedia, he's just dozens upon dozens of musicians he's played with from the eighties <laughs> until now. All right, which is so cool. Yeah, like I just, I, I've, I've just, I've like studio musicians are just like that's the bee's knees, man. That is the bee's knees because you get paid, you get consistent work. And you don't got to do anything. You just got to show up, lay some tracks, <laughs> go home. Call it a day. You, you don't, don't have, have to go tour. On tour. You don't got to yeah. deal with the bullshit. You, you don't get kicked out of the band. My God, that's so good. But, uh, but then but you yeah, also I, have to be good enough to be a session musician. That's the thing. Or at least just like consistently show up. Yeah, okay, okay. I don't know. But uh, this, this, I, I think this album's like incredible. I think it's, I think it's amazing. Like the way they dance around these blues numbers is great. It's in the same vein as Grateful Dead, but it finally seems like Bob Weir is taking what he built with the dead and just doing his own thing. But like you can still tell that he's he was a part of that mainstay of the Grateful Dead, rather than trying to recreate something with somebody else that isn't Jerry Garcia, which he's done a couple times that I don't I don't mm-hmm. like. Like you can't replace Jerry like I'll talk about it later later with other Grateful Dead stuff that I'm bring up. But that that was just an unmatched pairing with the two, and I think mm-hmm. Bob Weir's finally come into his own and, and accepted, I don't know, just just his own unique style that has yeah. beginnings in the Grateful Dead, and I absolutely love it. So and Jay it is, Lane, so dude, it's just three people, three guys. Yeah, 
They have okay. they have a slide guitarist or they'll have like a keyboardist, but really the, the mainstay is just three guys. Okay. Okay. And like this this album right here could be my favorite dead family side project. I just it's Bob Weir is just stupid, stupid good at the guitar. But now he's matched up with like a killer bass player who's just playing to the song and building Bob up so he can just rip and tear. And then Jay Lane. Like Jay Lane is just he never fucking stops doing shit. Yeah, he's a killer fucking drummer. He's like Travis but not annoying in any way. It's always tasteful. <laughs> it's always secondary. Like he, he's the perfect yeah. fucking hype man as a drummer here. He actually has subtleties and he doesn't just like hit as hard as he can. But he really, he never stops. He never stops doing shit. Just constantly yeah. doing stuff. And it was cool that this album was put out by uh, Third Man Records. So. Oh, no shit. I didn't know that. Well, that's kind of cool. Get into it. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> All right. Pretty, so that, does that mean you're going to. Listen to more Primus or the, what's the fucking band that they did? What was the band with Claypool? Oh, I can't remember now. Something recent, you know wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't. Well, no, no, no. Because Jay Lane rejoined Primus and they did Green Nagaide. But then there's, after Jay Lane and the original guitarist left Primus in the 80s, they, they after Primus got big, they created a new band with Les Claypool. But now I can't remember what it is. It's not Oysterhead. It's called something else. But it's essentially Primus, just with Jay Lane on drums. But it's good. Oh. I can't, but I can't remember the name of it. Well, it must not be that good. Well, it is. But okay, continue. Continue the joke. Okay, so um, the next thing, I guess I'll keep going into the, the Grateful Dead stuffs. is um, I have two yeah. live albums I got. One is a <clears throat> double and one is a, uh, I don't know what the word for five is. Tr- single, Quintuple? triple. Was it quintuple? Quintuplet? Quintuple? Quintuple. 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 Yeah, I've, I have a quintuple is. and a double. So so Reckoning, this is a live album for the 80s, 1980. And this is um. This is like this is like other peak Grateful Dead. This era of the band in the 80s were just, they were so tight. They were so precise. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Like they slayed the early 70s with their experimentation and a sort of free-for-all way of jamming. By mm-hmm. this time, they've honed their craft just to a T, and they really give these songs a different vibe. There's just more complexity here, really cool progressions, just from like a musical standpoint. But this was their acoustic double album they released as a companion to another double album from the 80s that was like the electric part of this. And it was supposed to be this huge like thing, and they realized that their songs are 20-plus minutes long, and it just wouldn't work on vinyl. So they ended up just releasing two different... D- double LPs and and uh, this one's Reckoning and it's fucking so great. This is this is this is like the best I've heard Jerry Jerry, Jerry. and Bob play with each other. It's just they they're so far beyond in tune with each other. It's just it's unbelievable, fantastic. <laughs> I like how you you say this every time you hear a new Grateful Dead record because it like, still it still blows my fucking mind. It really does. It still blows my mind. <laughs> Oh shit! I just don't get it. It's and this fine. Is, this but. is like the clean set. This so like there's very little to no distortion here. So it's just all folk, like Americana, just that Grateful Dead sound, and it's just it's put into to long instrumentals, long jams, very little singing, a lot of jamming. It's a way to go. A lot of jamming. The other one is uh, right. live at the Fox Theater from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. This was this was recorded in 71 at the Fox Theater in St. Louis. 
but not released until last year, 2021. Like I said, it's a quintuple LP, and it consists of two sets from the same day. And so this is uh, this is what I like about live albums that are longer is just you get the set. They, they press it, and that's it. You hear the feedback. You hear the, the banter between songs. You hear them tune their guitars. You hear them joke around. You hear them like stop stuff and then like start again. I like I want to just hear put me in there. You know what I mean? Put me from beginning yeah, to yeah. end. I want to hear the encore. I want to hear them walk off stage. The crowd go crazy, and I want to hear them come back. I want to hear it all. And so I like that. I like this, and uh, it's just it's solid stuff. It's it's a live album from from one show in the early seventies. Like it's it's great. It's good stuffs. All right. Good, yeah. No cuts. No overdubs. Stuffs. Nothing like that. No cuts. No butts. Like. No cocoa nuts. And, um, all right, what else you got? The format. I finally got around to the second listen of all my formats. Finally. I got uh, their first their first EP. So like the first thing they did before Interventions. And then I got mm-hmm. Interventions and Lullabies. And then I got the B-side stuff, like the, the Snails. Mm-hmm. And it's all good. It's all gold. All gold. Some of the stuff. I mean, Interventions we did in the pod. That's a perfect album. It is. And then the snail stuff, there's a lot of acoustic renditions of the intervention in Lullaby's tracks. So that's that's amazing. And then the first EP, you hear you hear like the first single, you hear a different version of it, different drums, and it's very, very different than, than interventions and it's yeah, it's know, a different it's feel. It's exciting. It is. It's a great fucking record. I love my pressing. Yeah. It sounds so good. It's I mean it that that record in general just sounds so crisp and dry and the the pressing is is excellent. Oh yeah, it's Absolutely fantastic. Excellent. Silly voice. It is. <clears throat> so All right then. then. Um, uh, Regina Spector, Begin to Hope. Got around to the second ah, listen yes. to this one. And, I love um, that record. Yeah, it's just dude, every time I listen to this, it's like the first time I've ever heard it, and it's 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 crazy. It is crazy, and and this is one of the records where you think that. After song one, you, you think, there's no way this could get better because that song was perfect. And then like song two happens. <laughs> and then by song like 12, you still think there's no fucking way this could get better. And it gets better every, every song. I and know. This is, it's remarkable. This is so far beyond like a perfect album. She is just, she's the best here. Like oh, she's the best. She's the goat. This is it. Yeah. This is it. You're, you're right. Doesn't get better than this. It really does not. <laughs> I, I saw, I, I was reading up on there because you know they're repressing. Or oh, we talked about... She's repressing uh, her first record, Eleven uh, yeah. Eleven, and apparently, kind of. I guess she said something like in a in an interview where she's doing this kind of box set first, but because of the delay in in in, in all the pressing factories, that um, she's going to eventually release it as like just a standalone without the, all the extra stuff. So that's a good sign, right? Yeah, and I Hopefully would I would buy happens. I would buy the box set, but. It's three records for like a hundred and twenty dollars. Like this, I don't think it's that much. I think it's like seventy. It's a it's a lot of money. It it comes out to like thirty plus dollars a record, and that's that's like silly. It's yeah. give me a give me a fifty dollar box set with three records, and I'll buy it all day. <laughs> I'm not spending any more than that. But that's then, crazy. But it, it's the full album plus a bunch of B sides and a bunch of live recordings of that time, which is really cool. It's it's not a bad box set. Yeah, it's a little overpriced, but. What you're getting, you're getting a lot of stuff. I wouldn't hate on it too much. I don't. I don't think you get a lot of stuff. You don't think so? No, I think it's. I think it's, just, it's too expensive. <laughs> it is. It's too expensive. It's too yeah, expensive, it is, it is expensive. And I just like, come on, dude. I, I don't know. I'm not gonna get it. 
Give me, give me something. Give me something I can I'm sure my eventually, teeth do. I'm sure she'll eventually uh, release it, you know, just the standard edition. Just give just me a box set of all your fucking albums, I'll buy it. They, even if it's $125, whatever, don't buy them all. I'd be way more than that. Come on. But give me a give here. me a box set of all of her all of her songs, including like the B sides and demos and stuff. Make it you make it Mars Volta S. Make it five hundred bucks. We'll talk. I don't know if I'd we'll talk. do five hundred on Regina. We'll talk. I might do three hundred on Regina. That'd be nice though. That'd be real nice. Yeah. Never gonna amazing. happen though. Never yeah, well, happen. You, know, you never know. Well, <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, I don't know. It's that's uh, yeah. No, her box set is it's one hundred twenty. It's one hundred thirty dollars. Okay, well, I was wrong. I was wrong. One hundred thirty dollars. Yeah, that's a lot for. Come on. <laughs> yeah, for an album that she's not even known for. <laughs> like if it was like some super deluxe, begin to hope. I could see it. I could see it being that much, but for eleven eleven, it's a great record, but far from begin to hope. One hundred thirty dollars. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that was a good album. And then um, Jack White. I finally got around to the second listen of Jack White here. Fucking finally. This is is like another one, man. This is just, I don't know. This is is truly unbelievable. It's so damn good. It's just like just sonically, it's an amazing album. The dubstep kind of sounding shit here. Like there's such, there's such like rich, deep bass. And then it like transitions into like the garage rock. But you think like, oh, it's just blown out distortion and, and alternative bullshit. But there's a lot of dynamic sounds. Like he spent a lot of time making this sound fantastic. Even if the songs weren't good, this would still just be an amazing sounding record because yeah. he spent the time doing so. It just so happens that these songs are just stupid fucking good. I know. It's it's a remarkable album. It gets better every time I listen to it. And I, I, like, I was like blown away the first time I listened to it too. And I like looking at my nice... My nice uh, Blue swirl variant, yeah, makes it, makes it a little bit better. It sounds I better know. now. <laughs> so so you know, you know, that's good. But yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. That leads me to all my right. my pick of the week, and that's Curtis Blow. And I'm here to say that these are the breaks. And where did you get this from? I got this from Desi from from Alcoholos Attic. And why don't I have it? I should have this. So, so like a little backstory on Curtis Blow for me is when I like when I was doing the hip hop thing in like middle school when I was listening to all like gangster rap and pulling my socks up high. Like there was a couple songs that have stayed with me like forever that I've always loved that are from like this era of of hip hop and the breaks by Curtis Blow is one of them and then like Children's Story by Slick Rick that's like the other one. These two songs have just been. Like I've always just loved these, and they're—I mean—it's not just me. Like these are just staples in hip hop that anybody who who enjoys hip hop knows these at least those two songs and knows of them and stuff. And like, just Curtis Blow is like—it was good. It was good. It was really, really good. Released. I love know, this song. Twelve fucking, fucking albums, good. but they're not all great like this. But this first album was was something else. And there's a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff on this album that I've never. I've never heard this album in its entirety. I've only heard the breaks, and then I've heard his the weirdest thing I think that he did was a cover of um, Bachman Turner Overdrive. He did a cover oh. of Taking Care of Business, a hip hop cover of Taking Care of Business, and it's fucking weird. Is it good or is it just like weird and bad and 
it's it's good because I I don't know you kind of like smirk and you laugh and you go what the fuck is this like why are you doing this like what the hell and this album is only like six or seven tracks long like that's it, that's it because all these songs are over five minutes and <laughs> I yeah I love this dude the breaks man this is uh this was the first like gold single and then this album was the first certified gold uh, hip hop album it's released nineteen eighty. Mm-hmm. I was, I was going to ask you that when it was released. Yeah, that's how old this is. This is this released in 1980, and the, and 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 the version I bought still has like the original hype sticker on it. Like it's <sighs> fucking fantastic condition. It's only 20 bucks. Fuck, that's so rad. How did where did he get it? Did he tell you? Just a random lot. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. People bring in like lots, right? They'll bring in like here's my entire Weezer collection. Here's my hip hop yeah. collection. Somebody brought in like all their hip hop stuff, and there's a lot of cool stuff that he had. And this was the same person that I bought the Will Smith album, the the Big Willie style from. But I asked myself, this this was not here. Like I, this was not here when I bought the Will Smith one months ago because I bought this a couple weeks ago. I said this was not here because I would I would have bought this for sure. He's like, yeah, I've been still kind of just like slowly putting them out. Ugh. I said, what the fuck else do you have? <laughs> so what you talking about? He's slowly putting them out. My God, dude! Like if if I walked in and I saw somebody buying this in front of me, I'd be pretty upset. I would be pretty upset. <laughs> This is really cool, man. This is really good. Yeah. This is um dude, this is nineteen eighty. It's just it's crazy to how, how young hip hop was at this time and how great this song is. Yeah, I didn't think it was that old. I thought maybe like eighty eight, eighty nine. That's kinda where I was thinking this this you know, this came out at. Yeah, the other song I was talking about that that uh, slick rick children's story, that's like late eighties stuff. And that like okay. mimics this style. But I mean we're talking I mean, hip hop every year, still to this day, every year changes drastically from the year before. It's That's just, true. It's just crazy that this is 1980. Like it was 1980. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Good stuff. Right, should we play a little bit of this song? Yeah. All right. So here it is: the breaks from Curtis Blow. Clap your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. Cause I'm Curtis Blow, and I want you to know that these are the breaks. on the car, breaks to make you a superstar, breaks to win and breaks to lose, but these here breaks will rock your shoes, and these are the breaks, break it up, break it up, break it up, if your woman steps out with another man, she runs off with them to Japan. That's the place, that's the and the IRS says they want to chat. That's the place, that's the and you can't explain why you claimed your cat. That's the place, that's the and my bell sends you a whopping bill. That's the place, that's the with 18 phone calls to Brazil. That's the place, that's the and you borrowed money from the mob. That's the place, that's the and yesterday you lost your job. Break it up, break it up! Don't 
there you have it. The brakes. Curtis Blow. That bass line. Oh, that bass line is so, so tasty. <laughs> I love it. I, this song is so rad. God, I would love to have this one. I'm sure it goes for like 25 bucks though on Discogs, I'm, I assume. You got yeah, yours for 20 I don't think it's that. I don't. I don't think it's that expensive. It's it's cheaper than. It's cheaper than it should be. It should be more expensive. <laughs> they really should. Like the old, the only thing before this song that came out in like hip hop that that kind of like I don't know set the stage was uh, Rapper's Delight, the yeah. Sugar Hill Gang song. Besides that, I mean that song's stupid. Besides that, like I don't know. That, that, this is it. This is this is this is ground zero. This is the beginning. It's fucking good, man. It's great. He's a he's a uh, he's a preacher now. He's he's a reverend now. He owns or he doesn't own. He runs a a church, I think in New York called Hip Hop Church. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and he uh, he don't, dude. It's just what you think it is. They just play hip hop music and and they reach like urban youth and try to like teach them about God in hip hop mm-hmm. form. And I just think like, there's no better person to fucking do that than Curtis <laughs> Blow here. I mean, he's very positive the, the way he, he presents himself and the way he sings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All yeah, right. Listen to that, that, that Bachman Turner Overdrive cover, though. It's just, I do. It's not I, bad. It's not good. It's just like, why? How did this stupid, happen? It sounds like. Of all the songs, of all the songs to do, why taking care of business? Weird. <laughs> very weird. Pretty good. All right, is that all you got for your uh, your vinyl and and everything? Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's all. All right. Well, I uh, I only have one thing. I've been uh, very busy. There we go. Very busy. Very boy. very busy this last week and weekend. And uh, yeah, so I got this one. It took about a month to get to me. Came all the way from uh, jolly old England, and uh, I got Sugar Ray's first album, Lemonade and Brownies. And uh, we did this on the pod maybe six months ago, nine months ago. And uh, this is their first record from April 1995. And everything you, you think you know about Green... Uh, not Green Day. Sugar Ray. <laughs> you know... Wait, wait. Oh, fuck, dude. I'm all over the place tonight. Oh, my God. Everything you think you know about Sugar Ray, toss it out the window. Because <laughs> that's not what window, this yeah. is. No, not at all. This is This is like new metal and punk infused together into a killer fucking record. And nobody knows about it. Nobody fucking talks about it. And uh, it's, a, it's a real shame because it's a fucking classic killer record. And um, <clears throat> McGee produced this record as well as well as uh, DJ Lethal, which is so fucking weird. And uh, it's just it's too good. It's it's too fucking good. So that's what I got. The, the only thing that actually what pisses me off is I got it and there's a gnarly crease in the upper left corner of the, the jacket. And I know it's not from shipping from the shipping. Because the the package that it came in is immaculate, like there's no dents or anything like that. But there's a gnarly crease on that corner, and that pisses me off. Take it back. But, but otherwise, I don't know. This this it's a music on vinyl pressing, and generally they I feel I think whatever whenever they press something, it sounds really good. I, I think I've only come across maybe one thing that just sounded kind of flat. Otherwise, um, they put out solid shit, solid yeah. stuff. So. I dig it. Music and vinyl, good stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna play the the single uh, "Mean Machine" because 
it's a killer song. I don't care if it's a single. It's still a great song. And it's a great music video, too. So here's Mean Machine from Sugar Ray. There you go, Mean Machine from Sugar Ray. It's a killer record, right? Fantastic record, fantastic song, great music video. I think we gave this a perfect three, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. I actually played this. I played this for my neighbors the other day, like a week or two ago, and we're just I don't know. We're talking about bands and and I don't know things that are overrated or underrated, I should say. And I I. I just put this on and it's, what do you think about this? And, oh, this is really good. Like everyone's like, yeah, this is pretty good. This is like, we should jam to this. We could do this. And who do you think this is? And <laughs> you know, they're throwing out names. Like, I don't know. And just throwing out like, like uh, new metal names and couldn't quite peg down what it is because it is kind of like a unique blend of a lot of different genres of like the mid nineties. And that's, this is sugar Ray, baby. Said, no, <laughs> Such a shock. no. So I swear to you, dude, this is fucking sugar Ray. This is the same band that did every morning, Fucking fly, fly all yeah. all the all their good ones. I love all those songs too. But yeah, this is Sugar Ray. Is- it's so insane, man. They you could just tell at this time on this record and floored, they they were just having the time of their life. It was all fun. They weren't trying to all go fun, out there. And, I know they weren't trying to go out there and like write a pop hit. Like fourteen fifty nine is great and and it is fun, but they're trying to make another hit like Fly. But. You know, these the first their first two records are on another level of just carefree. I love it. It is it is true, and they every I mean when we did that on the pod, we kind of came to that conclusion that these guys just fell into this whole thing. And then mm-hmm. when when Mark McGrath was on what, what what podcast was he on recently that we listened to? Um, it's called Tune on Toast with Ted Stryker. Yeah, that's what it was. And then it just it furthered that 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 concept of the dude, these guys just fell into it really. <laughs> I just got lucky yeah. and loved every moment of it. Man, that was a great interview. Mark McGrath did anybody listening. 
go check out Tuna on Toast, that podcast with Mark McGrath. I mean, it was, dude, he's so, he's like, he's like a, he's like a more coherent David Lee Roth when he talks, <laughs> but he has like so many cool stories and damn, he's so interesting. He's such an interesting guy. He's just so positive, like everything yeah. about him and everything he talks about. He's just like a hype man for everybody, loves everybody. He's super <laughs> yeah. humble. He's super thankful for his time in Sugar Ray. Like at their at their peak, he's very, very thankful for it. He he understands and realizes that it was a fluke kind of, but it kept <laughs> going on and on and on. And he's just like super positive about everything and I like it. Very yeah. different than, than uh, how we kind of pegged him also when we did the pod. I know it's kind of a kind shame. Of, it's kind of a whiner, but um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, burn it. It's good. Did it's that part in the good. song when they when they burn it? Like after the chorus, after the main machine parts, and then yeah, it goes back that riff. The riff is so basic and so easy. God damn, it's good. Love it. Such a such a good album. It really is. All right, so that's all I got for my vinyl. Like I said. Been a busy boy. Not not a, not a lot of time to listen to vinyl. So busy little um, beaver. Yeah. So not a lot going on music wise this week. But uh, friend of the pod Dane and his band Dane and the Death Machine, uh, they're they're going to be putting out a new record within probably the next month or so. So we're going to be talking about. We're actually going to have them on the podcast sometime, probably next month or the month after that, to kind of break down the songs and just get into it. And, um, <clears throat> but in the meantime, he'd listened to our, uh, Marilyn Manson episode with Skip and he was so inspired that he decided to just, uh, do a cover version of Marilyn Manson's song, the reflecting God from that album. So, uh, and he gave it to us today to play on the pod and fuck it. We're just going to play it, play a bit of it right now.
All right, so there it is. There it is, the reflecting God from uh, Dane and the Death Machine, uh, his Marilyn Manson cover. So pretty rad stuff, kind of cool. He just kind of threw it together. And uh, I, I did the bass tone on it was, the bass on the on his cover was, I thought it was really killer. It was good stuff. I, I just cannot believe he fucking sat through five hours of Marilyn Manson. <laughs> I mean, that is that is unreal. Five of, hours of us yapping. Oh my god! One of my neighbors is is a listener, and she listens every week, um, except for the Manson episode. She pulled it up and saw how long it was, and just like, no, nope, <laughs> not going to do it. That's so great. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't blame her. That's a that was a <laughs> that was a fucking long one. Yeah, it was. It was a yeah, super fucking long. Good one, but, a good one, but a long one. That was a fun. That was a really fun one. I was exa- yeah, very, I was exhausted very, after that. I, I was too. I was too. <laughs> just talking for that long, man. Just get tired. I know. And poor Skip, man. He was up to like four a.m. with <laughs> uh, with our, us idiots. But it was good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. Um, good good cover. This, I'm, I'm a I'm a big Manson guy now, apparently. But it was yeah. a good cover. I liked it. I'm super excited for uh, for the album release. And I don't know. Yeah, and was, like I said. We'll have him on to talk about the music. He's he's a really cool guy. We've had him on the pod a couple times, and we actually had him on when we did Sugar Ray's fourteen fifty nine. We did that record. <laughs> it's true, which is actually now a lost episode. But yeah, we had him on for that. But yeah, and then more recently, I I reuploaded the episode we did with um about his music from like four years ago when we had him on. So that was pretty cool. But so go check that check out that episode because that was a really interesting one. We kind of got to pick his brains on that. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I got for uh, for my okay. stuff. So you got anything else? Um, I mean, so Silverstein released an album this week. It's good. Oh, they did. I okay. like it. I dig it. Um, Black Star, Mos Def, and, and Talib Kweli oh, released right. an album this week. It has now been taken down from that that uh, that website or the YouTube page. It's so annoying. Didn't didn't last long. <laughs> yeah, they're only streaming it on on some other page that um, some obscure website luminary luminary never heard of it um no pre-order for vinyl it's fucking good though it is so goddamn good it is fantastic i mean it's been 20 years since we've heard a black star album so this is uh this is big deals this is big deals and then um the other thing is kendrick lamar dropped a dropped a song which i'm not gonna listen to i'm just gonna wait for the album okay so uh yeah i don't know that's uh that's it that's all all we got for for new music then yeah i really want to hear that black star that i just I, it's so irritating it's only it on that stupid pretty, website pretty fucking good. well i'll listen to it soon i'll report back on the on the podcast next week it's definitely but, not like it's not as good as as their first album 
I just, well, yeah, I, just, I don't think it is, and I don't think anything will ever be as good as their first album. But um, I don't know for, so for not putting anything out for twenty fucking years. Like this is pretty goddamn good. I hope it's so. Produced by Madlib, so you know, you, you know it's going to be good. Oh, it has to be good. Madlib's right. are way too good. All right, so uh, so yeah, thank you all for listening. You know the drill. Give us five stars and uh, stay tuned for the main episode because we're getting into the Clashes album, Combat, uh, or oh, fucking dude, Combat mm-hmm. Rock. And we're also going to rank all six of their mm-hmm. records. So thank you mm-hmm. for listening, and uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. Okay.